this week, he allowed something to happen to me. And I finally found, I finally passed the test. I got a testimony at the end. I got to share this with some folks. How God actually, he's watching to see how you're going to respond. When the adversary comes. When a crisis comes. Church. Have you ever felt. As though there was a. Another. That you knew. That you were supposed to. Go to. But, but, but you never seem to, to quite get there. You know the Lord is doing something on the inside, and He's trying to get you to He's trying to propel you to the next level. He's trying to get you to soar out here in the deep because He's trying to get you to go to another level. Whether it was spiritually. whether it was financially. Whether you've been praying for something for a long time and you ain't quite seem to get the breakthrough. You've been praying for that job. You've been praying for the Lord to increase your territory. You look at how he did Jabez. You look at how he did Pastor Lucas. You look at certain ones and say, wow, they're extending to this level and I want to get there. But what must I do? How to get to this height I'm trying to reach? How do I get to this level that God is trying to get me to? And he was dealing with me all week. Matter of fact, it's been a couple of weeks. He's been dealing with me with some things that he's shown me. And they were right before my face. He was saying that um, I need you to go and dig in the word. Because I want you to pull this word out. Because you ain't the only one that this done happened to. You ain't the only one that done went through. You ain't the only one been praying for this and praying for that, and it ain't came yet. He said, I need you to see how my servant David reacted when all these obstacles came his way. But there was a, one particular story that stood out to me we're going to do some reading this morning, but I want you to grasp, the, the, I want you to see David's response 
his initial response and how God will use somebody that's not even in your camp to come and whisper something in your ear to settle your spirit. So I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 25. And I want to set this thing up by saying that David was being chased by Saul all over the country because Saul had did something that he wasn't supposed to do. That was, he was supposed to have obeyed God's order. God sent him somewhere to destroy everybody that was there including the animals, including the children, including the women. He said, I want you to go there and I want you to annihilate them. But when he got there, he started looking at, wow, that's a pretty cow right there. That cow right there feed a lot of people. Wow, that's a pretty good looking sheep over there. I can, I can bless the Lord with that. Wow, those are some pretty good chickens over there. Those horses look good over there, but God told him, I need you to destroy everything. So here comes Samuel to tell Saul that, hey, you know, God is wroth with you because you didn't listen to him. You didn't do what he told you to do. So guess what he's going to do? He's going to snatch this kingdom from you, and he's going to give it to somebody that's going to do right. See, we got to pay attention to these stories because here's the deal. In your life, God is trying to get you to do something, but you're being hard-headed. We're not listening. And he's saying, I want to do great things by you, but you're not, doing, you're not upright. See, Saul got in trouble because he was listening to the people. He was afraid of the people. I'd rather be afraid of the creator than the creation. I can't afford to get in trouble with God. I've, I've done it too many, too long. I've done that too long, and I've seen what the outcome is. So Saul said, uh, please, let, let, me just, let me just keep the kingdom. No, God done rejected you. So he, taught, he tore the hem of Samuel's ephod that he had on, his gown, his robe. And he said, just like you told that him, the kingdom has been rent from you. And it has been given to someone that's going to do what's right. Saul been chasing David all over the countryside. And, he, and, and, and David hides himself in these little pits. And God gave him the opportunity to destroy him. See, sometimes we're going to have people in our ear telling us to do otherwise what the Lord done told you to do. I'm here to tell you, don't get in trouble. Do what the Lord done told you to do, and I guarantee you, you'll be successful. Now, David goes out and tells Saul that, hey, I could have killed you in the cave, 
I could have done some things to you in the cave. Because guess what? There were some people in my ear telling me, the Lord done gave him to you, going to kill him. Going to put the thing to him. Take him out. But David said one thing, I shall not touch the Lord's anointed. Because if God has appointed you, who is he to say otherwise? No matter what you're doing, be careful who you put your mouth on. You can stunt your blessing. You can cross it out because he ain't a God that he don't play. And when he tell you go, you better be going. Even if you don't even understand it. I had to learn this the hard way. Even if it didn't make sense to me, just go do. It, you'll make sense of it on the way there. Oh, this is what he was saying. He was saving me from this. How foolish I was. Chapter 1, verse, chapter 25, verse 1. And Samuel died, and all the Israelites was gathered together and lamented him and buried him in the house at Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. And there was a man in Moan whose possessions were in Carmel. And the man was very, very great. I mean, it was a great man. And he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. And he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now, the name of the man was Nabal. And the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a good, she was a woman of good understanding. Married folk. I'm going to tell you, when you get you a woman, they got some real good understanding. You got a prize. Bro, Mert, you have a prize because she has good understanding. You want to see a house in turmoil, get you somebody that ain't right. You want some headaches, get you somebody that ain't right. Because while you at work, she playing. While she at work, he playing. Righteous. Good understanding. And she was of a beautiful countenance. But the man was churlish. The word churlish means he, he was hard. He was cruel. See, in business, he was like, man, I'm going to get this. I got all this money. You don't tell me what. Just give me what I want. You ever dealt with a person like that or had somebody in management do that? You know what's right. But they're going to come in and take over just because I got the authority, I'm going to do so. They don't know the process. Oh, y'all, I see them faces. Yeah, y'all deal with some people like that. Churlish. They just, chur they ain't childish, they churlish. <laughs> Praise and evil in his doings, and he was of a house of Caleb. And it said, and David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did shear the sheep. And David sent out ten men, and David said unto the young men, get you up to Karma and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. In other words, David said, I need you to go to this guy named Nabal's house. I need you to go there, and I need you to say, look here, King David, or David, I need these supplies because we've been running from this guy named Saul all week long, all month long, and we're tired and we're weary, and we know that he's a rich man, and we know he got all this cattle. He got all of this substance. And he said, go there and tell him in my name if he can just spare me a little something, something. We'll be so mighty and grateful. I remember him. That ain't hard to do, is it? 
You ever seen folk that got a lot? Go and ask them for something. <laughs> it's the truth. Look at a person. Look, look, at the, look at the wealth of the world. 1%. 1% controlling everything. And guess what? The other 2%, them alphabet folk, they the one causing all the headaches and the havoc. Ask a rich man for something and see what happens. He wants something in return. And David heard in the wilderness that neighbor did shear the sheep. And David sent out ten men, young men. And David said unto the young men, get you up to Carmel and go to Nabal and greet him in my name. And thus shall ye say to him that liveth in prosperity, peace be both to thee and peace be to thine house. And peace be unto all that thou hast. And now I have heard that thou hast shearers. Now thy shepherd, which were with us, we hurt them not. Neither was there out any missing unto them. All the while they were in Carmel. Ask thy young men, and they will show thee. Wherefore, let the young men find favor in thine eyes. For we come in a good day. Give, I pray thee, whatsoever cometh to thine hand, unto the servants, unto thy son David. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David, and ceased. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is this David? Like he don't know. And who is the son of Jesse like he don't know? There be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my shearers and give it unto men whom I know not whence they come? So David, young men, turned their way and went again and came and told him all those things, all those sayings. Here as it is, you have a king that is known for war. David can be treacherous when he need to be treacherous. And you're going to send this man, his little ten guys back and say, you tell David this. I ain't giving him nothing. I worked hard for all this. He ain't do get none of this. He ain't labor for this. This my stuff. I ain't giving him nothing. Who is he? But remember they talked about Abigail. How Abigail was a, <laughs> she was that good, understanding woman. She not only was beautiful, she was good and under, she had that, that understanding. To make a long story short, they go back and tell David what this man done said. And David said this right here. You know in the cowboy movie, they say, mount up. Get your swords ready. We're about to go handle some things. Here it is. Your sheep been out here with us. Jokers could have took your sheep. Jokers could have took everything you got, but we protected you. You didn't ask us to do that. We did it because of the grace that's in us by Jesus Christ. Every night, stuff was coming out there trying to get your stuff, and we was protecting them. Only thing we ask your people to do is have a conversation with us every now and then. Talk to us a little bit. You ever been by yourself and lonely? And you wanted somebody to talk to? In the wee hours of the night, you find yourself in the family room by yourself? 
and this thing is going on on the inside of you, your mind is just like, whoa, I need some help. And all of a sudden, you go in that war room. And you start speaking some things into existence, into your life. How comforting it is to have a God that listens, that hear his saints. But here it is, this man done told this king, I don't care nothing about that. This mine, you go get yours. I got mine. My shear is going to eat. But here it is, there was one of his servants that was standing by and heard Nabal answering these guys very, very harshly. Kind of like how our supervisors talk to us sometimes. Right? You ain't got a book back. So I used to be the one that, mean, you ain't talking to me like that. I just let, man, that's water off a duck's back. Because it is what it is. And come to find out, it ain't even, how Pastor say it ain't even that serious. <laughs> and, it, and then I started looking at, oh, I'm growing a little bit. I ain't jumping off the handle like I used to. So some maturity is going on there, right? That's the same thing God wants us to do. He wants us to mature in Christ. He, want us, he wants us to be able to eat some meat sometime. Stop staying on this milk. See, we can't keep sitting, coming to church, sitting in the same chairs, and ain't nothing happening. God, the Holy Spirit is always doing something. Let me tell you something. If he's moving over here, you better be moving with him. If you want to be under that protection, if you want your exodus, you better follow the Holy Spirit. Because he will give you your exodus. He said we are a peculiar people. All he want to do is bless us. But let me tell you what this good woman did good woman. See, I'm looking out and I'm looking at a bunch of good women. Women who love God. Women who've been taught right because you're sitting here. You could have been out doing any and everything but you're here. Listening to what God has given me. This woman servant came to her and said, hey, your, your husband that joke ain't right, man. That churlish joker ain't right. These people come here needing some help, and they came in the name of David, and your husband treated them like crap. And she was like, David, the, the, the warrior, <laughs> that beast, huh? That dude that he, he don't play? The one that went and got a 1,000 foreskin, 10,000? The one that crushed the Philistines? The one that beat Goliath? You told him no? The servant said, you better think about what you're about to do. She said, look here. Go give me a whole bunch of raisins. Give me that heifer there, that one there, that one there. Load this wagon up. Load it up. Give me two nice bottles of wine. Right? Give it to me. She said, uh, now, I want y'all to go before me. I'm going to come behind you. Because he's going he gonna to ask, you know, who, who goes there, whatever, you know, who, who you be. Da, da, da. Now, she gets to David. But I want you to see the conversation.
verse 23. And when Abigail saw David, she hasted and lighted off the ass and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground and fell at his feet and said, Upon me, my Lord, upon, upon me let this iniquity be. And let thy handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience and hear the words of thine handmaid. Let not my word, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal. For as his name is, so is he. Worthless man, good for nothing man, unprofitable man, wicked man, ungodly man. We can keep going on and on about Nabal. Because when you read it, it make you get mad. Then he going to do this to David? King David? Nabal is thy name, and folly is with him. But in thine handmaid saw not the young men of the Lord. Thou didn't, thou didst sin. In other words, she's saying, when you sent those young men, I ain't have no contact with them. I didn't see them. Because I would have pulled my husband to the side and say, hey, look, do what you need to be doing. You about to get all of us killed. <laughs> we about to die up in here, man. He, he ain't playing with his sword. You seen them men that with him? These some big jokers, man. They don't play. When they go in, they go in to destroy. <laughs> now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord hath withholding thee from coming to shed blood and from avenging myself with thine own hand, now let thine enemies and, thy, and they that seek evil to my Lord be as Nabal. And now this blessing which thine handmaid hath brought unto my Lord, let it even be given unto the young men that follow my Lord. I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thy handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord, and evil hath not been found in all thee in thee all these days, other days. Yet a man is risen to pursue thee and to seek thy soul, but the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life. Life with the Lord thy God and the souls of thy enemies, them shall he sling out as out of the middle of a sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord shall have done to my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning thee and shall have appointed thee ruler over Israel, that there shall be no grief unto thee nor offense of heart unto my Lord, either that thou hast shed blood, uh, that hast shed blood causeless, or that the Lord hath avenged himself. But when the Lord shall have dealt well with my Lord, then remember thy handmaid. This is a very, very intelligent woman. She said, I got to get to David before he get to me. Because if he get to me before I get to him, he ain't going to listen. He going to be full of rage by the time he get there. You ever been mad and then the closer you start, the more you talk about it, the more madder you get? Can you imagine him on his horse with him? Six. He left 200 men here, took 400 with him. I need y'all 200. Just watch the stuff we got. Just watch the stuff. Y'all come ride with me. Because when I see neighbor, I'm going to tell him limb from limb. So this smart woman said, I got to meet him. I got to go get this stuff to him because there are some people back at home I love. I got some handmaids back there I love. I got some relatives. I got some people back there I really and truly love. We don't want to die. You don't want to die at the hands of somebody else's mistake. Somebody else's churlishness, foolishness, childishness, ungodliness. 
because they're heaping all the stuff to themselves. And David said to Abigail, now this is the part that really gets me because we can be in a, in, in a situation where things are not going right or somebody done said something to us and we want to jump off the hook. We want to say something back to them. But so, then is somebody going to come with some godly advice? You got to listen to it because it'll change your heart. It'll change your forethought. So you went there to go do one thing, but you end up saying, peace be still. Peace be still. I can't mess up the fellowship I have with God. I can't do it. I can't tell nobody, let nobody tell me, God, well, man, how you following it, God, you can't even see. I'll be like, why are you following the devil you can't even see? It is what it is. I'm going to keep on serving my God. I'm going to keep on looking toward the hills from which cometh my help. There is a lily in the valley. And he died for all of us. He just said, I just want you to worship me in spirit and in truth. He said he seeketh such to worship him. Praise him. And David said to Abigail, bless be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day to meet me. Ain't God good? God be working when you don't even know he's working. This thing got me so hyped up because, check this out. Neighbor done sent this message to these folk. Not these folk coming and killing, but this is the thing that really gets me. She's out negotiating on his behalf. He at the house done had a party. He at the house partying. He got a banquet for a king. He's partying, and he don't even know death is about to knock on his door. See, that's how we are sometimes when we're out in the world. We think that we got another day to get this thing right. We don't know when the, when the death angel is coming. We don't know how much time we got left on this earth. It is real. I thank God for choosing me, choosing you. He said, you ain't chose me. I chose you. You follow me because of my goodness, because of whose I am. <laughs> God is a good God. This belial man, this churlish man. David is saying, I thank you for your advice. You right. I got a little mad. I'm finna go and just bust your husband up. My bad. <laughs> I got out of line a little bit. My bad. But um, we're going we to be all right. He said, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to go back home and, and the rest assured. I ain't did nothing. I ain't sent nobody else around me to go and do some harm to your family. All right? She get back home. She gets back home. She can hear the music down the street. She can't even get to her high for buggies and carts all lined on down the road. Limousines everywhere. 
in the world at all? Is this the president? Get there, her husband drunker than Cootie Brown. He drunk. He sloppy drunk. She said, well, ain't nothing using me talking to him tonight. He ain't going to be able to hear this, what I got to tell him. I just wait until the morning until he's sober up. You know how it is when you done drank. See, I used to drink a long time ago, and, and then I was drank so much. You ever had when, you, when you're drunk and the next day people tell you you done did some stuff you ain't, you ain't did? You don't remember seeing it? You don't remember? And then you're saying, I ain't going to never do that again. And then you find the next weekend you're doing the same thing again. They said a dog will return to his vomit. So she waited till this joker done got sobered up. You know, he looking for that cup of coffee in the morning. Boy, oh, that little breakfast a little bit. Head kind of still spinning a little bit. But when he comes to his senses, Abigail said, you remember when um, the men came to our house and they asked for some substance? I, thought, I believe it was 10 of them, right? He said, uh, you know they belong to David, right? You know David was just a, just a little ways from us, right? Running from Saul, right? Did you not know that he came to kill you? The Bible says that he felt like stone. When she told him, you up here partying, and everybody partying with you, life is in danger. Because if David had made it there, they still would have been partying. But he would have broke up the party. It would have been a broken party. He would have massacred all of them. See, God knows what's best for us. He look out for us. He said, you ass not. That's why you ain't got nothing. Come to the supplier. I remember hearing my wife saying, but I'm praying. Why the canker worms eat everything up? Why are they coming in my house? Well, I'm, I'm doing everything I can do. I'm praying. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But I'm still feeling like there's something else that, that needs to be done. And the Lord is saying, just keep on pressing. There's a blessing around the corner. See, if I've seen the hand of God move in my life, move me from smoking cigarettes to from drinking to, to being Ryan Jokers that was up to no good. Talking about churlish stuff. I like that word, churlish. Hanging around some be loyal folks, ungodly folks. People that are up to no good. God said, I want you to hang around my son, Jesus. He's going to give you his life. He's going to give you life more abundantly. Don't give up, saints. We ain't got time to be listening to folk on the job saying you ain't this and you ain't that. Praise him.
Keep on coming to church. Keep on coming to Bible study. Keep on giving your heart unto him. Sometimes this walk can get heavy. Sometimes this thing can be, man, you be like, oh, my God, I ain't know this was going to happen. They can do this and do that. That's part of your maturation, maturation process. Don't give up. If you were to look at a billionaire or some type of rich, some type of rich person, you'll watch their life. All of them do the same thing. They're never quitters. Even when it looked like they, they quitting, they're not quitting. Because they understand that they're operating off of a principle that is a Bible bread principle. He's God. He made you little gods. So you, now you, you got a voice. You can speak. You can command things to come into your life. Speak it. But most of all, believe it. And it shall come to pass. I remember when Abraham, he seen three people coming. Oh, ooh, ooh, let me cook this, get this, get some, get some oil, get this right here. Da, 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 because there was men of God coming to him. Remember when his wife Sarah was at the tent of the door? And the Lord spoke to him and said, um, by the time of life, by the time it takes for a, a baby to be incubated, in a woman's body, you shall have a child. Sarah started to laugh. Then she tried to act like she wasn't laughing. But God told her, that, yeah, yeah, you were laughing now. I heard you. And she looking at, I'm 80-something years old. This joker 90-something years old. You mean to tell me we finna have a child? Then God looked at Abraham. Abraham said, is there anything too hard for me? Some of you are going through some stuff. Some of you guys are looking for a better job. You're looking for your, your finances to get right. You're looking for a new avenue, a new, new, a new place, a new lane. A new home, a new car. God said, just keep holding on. That little old thing you're asking for, that's automatic when it comes to him. We got to learn to brag on him. You want a mentor? Find somebody who's in Christ and stick to them like white on rice. So I remember when Pastor Ross first came to graphic packaging. When I found out who he was, I stuck to him like white on rice. Came around his family. He, he's, he, he's a good friend to me time when I was, when I needed help, he was there. When I need counseling, he was there. For little old me, Joker, straight out of Unionville. I don't have the, all the letters behind my name. PhD or the MD. God said I used the simple to confound the wise. He just looking for somebody to worship him. 
that'll give it all up, that'll say, yes, Lord. The name of this sermon, you know what it was? This is my season. And this is your season. Just trust in him. In John 15 and 16, it says, ask and you shall receive. Ask it and you shall receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, saints. May all of you be blessed this morning. May all of you hear the words of Christ Jesus. I thank you all for coming out this morning. I praise the Lord for each and every one of us, one of you. God just wants us to prosper. He just wants us to have faith in him. He wants us to believe in the son and believe that he died and rose. That he made a way for you and I. He just wants us to worship him. Can I say this? Minister Kesey, God strictly put this in my spirit to tell you this. This is your season. This is your season, brother. In Jesus' name. Thank you.